Sorry, I have to break this to you. Pokemon, not real. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, Jake thought the first 151 were based on history and science, and that the rest of them were made up. Articuno won World War II. <laughs> That's a Back to the Mad Gamecast. This is Jake. This is Jason. Elsa. And this time we... Fuck, what did we play? Oh, right, because I have it written in the uh, wrong see order. see if we can get this right. Might and Magic Heroes 7. I want to... A- no, no. Anything else? <laughs> no, Jason, not at this time. <laughs> no, no, go on. Uh, explain yourself. Well... As it turns out, um, I might have bought the wrong game. So the one I have is uh, Might and Magic Hero 7 uh, hyphen Trial by Fire. This fucking guy. Yeah. Which, uh, there's a kind of a key difference there between the games, which we can get to later. I'm sure we will. It's probably just as boring as the game I played. Well, the key difference is, we'll get to it now, is that um, it doesn't have the main story campaign. It's just the DLC. Yeah, so they let you have the multiplayer and then, like, the DLC campaign versus the regular campaign and the multiplayer. <laughs> this is a weird fucking choice, yeah. Neither of which are a great choice. So I put in 17 hours, just like, nice. uh, you know, Jason, you and I were playing, or like some time that I put in solo. Didn't even realize I didn't have the campaign option. Yeah, for what, like at least 12 hours. No, it, it was straight up 17 hours before I noticed, just because, you know, looking at the Steam time. Yeah, you were streaming when I noticed it. I'm like, hey, what the hell? And you're like, well, you're the big dumb. And I'm like, what? I fucking checked with you! I checked with you! He, God damn he checked it. with me and still managed to buy the wrong game. Like, yes. we can check the tape, but I'm pretty sure I asked specifically about, uh, I always want to say Heroes of Might and Magic. Yeah, because that's the first five are Heroes of Might and Magic blank. Mm-hmm. Heroes 1, Heroes 2, Heroes 3, Heroes 4, Heroes 5. And on 6, they switched the naming convention to Might and Magic Heroes 6. Which is Do miserable. Why? we know why they did that? I have to assume it's just branding. That they wanted the Might and Magic name forward, but I, I really don't know. Because it seems kind of dumb to me. Because we're getting to like number six and seven in the series. We're we're working on like name brand recognition, and the people who you know know the series know it as heroes. That's how you shorten it, heroes. So that should be probably the first word that you see. Yeah, fans of the series call it Heroes Three. You know, that's they don't bother saying Might and Magic. Yeah, because it's not really related. I mean, technically, some of them inhabit the same worlds as other Might and Magic games. But, like, they're not related to the mainline series. When people say Might and Magic, they think of the mainline games, which are RPGs. Whoa, we're not going to fall down the uh, the the lore hole of Heroes of Might and Magic 3 connecting with Might and Magic 6 and 7. What? Uh, yeah, these characters are, and, like, some of the stories are actually from some of the mainline games. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me get through this real quick. I think I have an idea. So, this game, uh, not Heroes of Might and Magic of Heroes 7, released September 2015, developed by Limbic Entertainment, publisher Ubisoft, published by Ubisoft. I don't know why said that (laughs) (laughs) other games that came out in 2015 we covered in lex mortis vapor and sector remember those good games uh other games that came out are limbo the order 1886 and dragon ball xenoverse is it because um when did ubisoft take over five okay five was the first one they published so uh heroes six and seven let's say for uh keep it simple 
were both developed by Limbic Entertainment. So, like, when they started, they just changed the naming convention? Or was that direction from Ubisoft? I don't know. And that's kind of the question. Yeah, Limbic Entertainment is basically their de facto Mind Magic studio. I want to say that Heroes 6 was only assisted by Limbic Entertainment. Yeah, 6 was actually made by Black Hole. Right. Oh, weird. Yeah. And then they got the keys to the kingdom in number 7 and made this abomination. Yeah, they made this totally... I don't... I don't... I don't... Okay, because they're listed as uh, part uh, developer, so part of the team at least. Yeah. But yeah, like looking at Limbic, it's just Hero 6, Hero 7, and then X Legacy. Yep. Yeah. So they're like this weird Might and Magic branch of Ubisoft, except anyone who knows anything about Might and Magic and Ubisoft, it's basically completely neglected. It's so sad. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird that they intentionally purchased the rights to this series and then just were like, we're never going to do anything with that. Yeah, well, that's like corporate fucking America or corporate fucking world. I guess not America because Ubisoft is French, Canadian, French. Well, it isn't even like by the time they bought the property, it was raking in a shit ton of cash too, right? Oh, God, no. Uh, 3DO went uh, hella bankrupt as they were trying to put out nine and the expansions to Heroes 4. You mean New World Computing? Yeah, sorry, New World Computing. Sure. They went hella bankrupt. Yeah, if we're going to start talking might and magic, uh, I'm just going to walk <laughs> away and let you two go. So. Welcome back to the Might and Magic podcast. But that's pretty much what our streams are. I know, it's amazing. I love it. So do the fans. Apparently, the, there are fans. They're from Eastern Europe. <laughs> it's, it's a weird time. Duh. So this game, I guess we talk about the story. I was going to say, let's give a quick overview of the gameplay first, just so you can imagine what we're doing here with the story. For anyone unaware of the series as a whole, it's a strategy game. It's a turn-based strategy. You're in, was that like isometric view? Yes. Where uh, you have a character and you can have multiple as your armies that you move around the map to fight, gather resources, capture buildings that let you get resources like every turn or let you recruit more monsters. You have a city that you can build buildings buildings to get resources and get monsters and higher level monsters as you build up you get stronger and stronger you can face you know stronger things you have a hero who levels up as you defeat armies goal from map to map uh in the campaign they have different goals in like actual play it's usually just like defeat your enemies it's a strategy game the combat uh when you get into combat it goes into this like other chessboard turn-based strategy thing where you actually move your character's around and control the actual direct battle. Yep, that pretty much sums it up. If you know the hero's formula, it hasn't changed in any of the games. It's the same formula from one to seven, so... Yeah. There were minor changes... But, like, they're sure, very sure. minor. But, yeah. When did it change to a 3D? 3D change was... Was that 4 or 3? I don't remember 3 being 3D. I think it was 4. And I think that's part of the reason why people hated 4. That in the art direction, but... Yeah, 4 also does some weird things where, like, your hero is actually a character on the battlefield and can die. I kind of like that. Right? Um, which made them also, at times, stronger. Because your heroes uh, are kind of pointless at depending, which is an issue. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into, into that. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they can... <laughs> They can either be great or terrible, and, like, the fact that there's such a chasm, oh boy. Yeah, and when you are the terrible running into the great, you just go, oh my god, this is what I could be, but I'm instead stupid little sword boy? 
And in all of my experience, <sighs> I didn't get that many words out before I was just crushed underneath a very large boot. Uh, get wrecked, sword boy. <laughs> Should have went wizard. What were you even doing? Yeah. So the campaign starts with a cinematic that tells you that the Empress and her family ha- were murdered. And like the dukes of the collective empire are like, so who wants to be the lord of this generic fantasy land? And they're going to fight it out. And the, like I guess, main players in this are the Duke of Griffins and the Duke of the Stag. As Jason said, you're controlling, I want to say, the Duke of the Griffins. His name is Ivan? Yes. Aha. See, I remembered a thing from a game I played just yesterday. <laughs> from a game I played this afternoon. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. So he's at this, oh man, it's it's a great narrative device, and by great, I mean terrible, of him around this war table. Yeah, it is a literal table of like the map of the area, and he's like, we need to figure out what to do. And they decide, well, everyone will get a chance to tell some stories as flashbacks that you play through. And that's how you'll decide what to do. I have uh, never been recording and tuned out as hard as I just did <laughs> right fucking there. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's um, it's about as interesting as reading a tax form. <laughs> it's dreadful. And then, again, uh, flashbacks. Like, storytelling flashbacks as the main driving mechanic? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, as soon as I saw that, I just put that into my notes and, like, what? the fuck were they thinking yeah if you want your game to feel like it has any sort of like urgency or like your actions matter setting the whole thing in the past is certainly a way to do that wait so all of your characters actions don't mean anything because the situation's already been resolved by the time you got to it yes what yes in fact (laughs) you're not even like actually playing through that you're playing someone's retelling of your characters doing the thing to try to convince this guy to act in some way oh my god that makes cheating so much more funny it really does yeah and then like me and like literally a thousand troops <laughs> like yeah no I mean. <laughs> and you remember right. you're just you know your troops keep inflating as the uh, story gets more grand i had the sword of the destroyer no one has the sword of the destroyer <laughs> that blew up a planet fuck you yeah it was rad yeah for like well. you know an entire uh, three week span i just teleported wherever i wanted to go in one what? day i crossed an entire map <laughs> So uh, I guess I'll start off in terms of like the individual campaigns because Jason, did you play the Haven campaign at all? Nope. Okay. Well, the game uh, tells you you have to listen to at least two of your advisor's stories before you move on to the final battle. And you do get to play two final battles in like the present that's at the end of the game. But the first one is Haven, which is sort of the tutorial kind of beginner one. Yeah. The faction is very knights and swords and priests and angels very like we're the good guys and knights in shining armor that kind of stuff so boring yeah and they 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 tell you (laughs) if you've never played a hero's game start with haven because that's how they'll introduce you to the mechanics and stuff so yeah i didn't get that in uh wrongly bought dlc they're like have fun fucker (laughs) yeah as they're like you've already beat the game yeah that would have been a more fun experience that is probably my single biggest regret that i have playing this game is choosing the haven campaign first which is 
fucking mind-blowing that the campaign that they say, you know, we're just going to put all the new players into this one was the most miserable experience I had with this game. <sighs> the story, I'll run through this like in a couple minutes because it's bland and terrible. You start a story of honor and duty. Why did I write that in my notes? A dude named uh, <laughs> Thomas Wolfe, or as I like to call him from then on, not Jon Snow. He had long dark hair and a beard and he looked like Jon Snow. When was this made? 2016. Well, there you fucking go. Yeah, it checks out. Yep. Did he talk like Kit Harrington too? Please tell me he did. I uh, no, no, he Damn did it. not. But he was um, the son of the Duke of Wolf. So uh, you oh. know, goddamn, they, they're not even trying not to even hide trying. it. <laughs> Jon Snow, go over there and repair a bridge. Jon Snow, go over there and take some of our lands back. Jon Snow, why did you take those lands back? They were from our allies. And he's like, oh. And so he gets banished. What? Jon Snow gets banished? Crazy. Tell me more about this new and original story. <laughs> yep. So he gets uh, banished to the outermost reaches of his duchy to hang out with his uncle. What? Are they very cold? Is there uh, a longer no, gray wall somewhere? <laughs> but he meets an attractive redhead warrior woman. No. Who is your second hero. Fuck you. Really? <laughs> really? I can't make this shit up. Damn, the one I played is way better than this. <laughs> yes, it's so bad. I want to say her name started with a Y as well. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. So, you know, you just wander around protecting the duchy from, like, I don't know, demons on the uh, edge of the territory. And then you, you know, you earn some respect. You go back to the city of Hammerfall, which is, I want to say, your uncle's city. And your uncle brings in a bunch of orc refugees from the nearby Griffin Kingdom. And, you know, the Griffins are like, hey, give us our orc slaves back. And you're like, no, slavery is bad or something. Thing, and that's you know that's how we know uh, we're the fucking good guys we're the uh, white savior later <laughs> mm, good old european savior so what, what is happening <laughs> keep I'm going having a meltdown <laughs> The next part of that is that the uh, Griffin steamroll in, kill your uncle. You have this interesting little, this was probably the most interesting part of the campaign. It was sort of a last stand sort of Thermopylae thing where you have your one uncle hero. You controlled him and he had like 99 of the best uh, units for his faction, for the Haven faction. They're like swords masters or something, I want to say. And the enemy just kept on ramping up more and more enemies to throw at you, sort of a wave combat thing. And while you did that, Jon Snow and Egret um, wandered around in the backfield and like put up the defenses of the city or something like that. Not where I thought that was going. They were in a cave, you know, learning. <laughs> Gross. Well, Jon Snow knows nothing. Someone's got to teach him. <sighs> Go back to yeah. this very real story that I care about. Uh, yep. This is super great. Uncle dies. Jon Snow goes, no, but he repels the invaders because his uncle bought him time. Then you have a final showdown with like the invading Griffin army, did I say? I don't care. Yeah. Um, yep. And it was during this final scenario, this final showdown, that um, the opposing 
armies swooped in at probably day three or day four with something like 20 angels. And angels are the top level unit for Haven. So it was a Haven on Haven battle and they would just swoop in with these 20 angels and fucking wreck your shit. And I was playing the game legitimately this entire time up until this point. And I tried to win this scenario legitimately probably about three times getting rolled every single time, getting angrier and angrier and going, wow, this is this is what you give new players that you say, hey kids, we're going to have the tutorial mission and we're just going to fucking face stomp you. I set the game on easy and they still just rolled in. I thought something was wrong with the AI. I really thought like something was fundamentally broken with the game when this happened. To be fair, uh, no matter what game mode you're playing, the AI cheats its ass off. That doesn't surprise me at all. It turns out, and I read this by reading like, you know, common threads on Steam, is that you needed to move one of your heroes to a pass between two mountains and they would collapse the pass. There is nothing in the scenario setup, no dialogue, no quest objective, no nothing to tell you to go to that point and collapse that path so that the enemies can't get to you and so you can build up to, you know, try not to die because there are a million angels coming for you. And this was the point where I started cheating and I gave myself a bunch of units and I just steamrolled it and I walked away from the Haven campaign really, really angry. Thank you for coming to TED Talk. <laughs> nice. So, so I assume you played another campaign to get to the end. I did. I did. I played the dungeon campaign. Okay. I can talk about that later because somebody else should talk because I just talked for like five minutes. Sure. Uh, I'll talk about the Order campaign. But what is it actually called? Uh, uh, I don't remember. It, it was it was actually called Lesbian Wizards Hate Slavery. Of course. I think it's Academy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, wait, yeah, um, there, there was a moral at the end of each of these campaign, and of course, the Jon Snow campaign's moral was, be true to your morals and, you know, fight and stand for what's right. It's literally something the advisor could have said in half a minute. You look a man in the eyes when you're going to execute him? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he who gives the verdict swings the blade or something. Christ. Back to your wizards. Yeah, I think I summed it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So, like, I don't even know how to, like, there, there, there's this lady. She's a wizard. She's, she, she's in love with a genie. She's a genie. Spicy. Uh, then, then there's, like... The orcs rebel because they're tired of being slaves. Funny how that works. She's like, you know, they don't like being slaves. And the other people are like, yeah, but like we invented them. So like slavery it is. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you say they invented orcs? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> don't think too hard about this. Uh. Oh boy, don't worry, it gets worse. <laughs> good, uh, good. Because I don't, like, the timeline on this thing is insane. They, they get a magic flower, and the genie is like, 
okay, the only way we succeed is if you get more magic power, and the only way to do that is for me to die and turn into this magic crystal. Yeah, that's that's the proper genie life cycle, right? Like a phoenix, they rise as a mighty crystal. <laughs> yeah, so she converts her life into crystal energy for magic. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she fridges herself, I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no, it's fine because then we go back in time to like learn about how they got the flower. Because uh, wait, was that's a... not the end. No, again, this is it's all weird because the the first and the fourth there's like four different campaigns, right? Like scenarios. The first and the fourth are like this character and fighting against her against the own academy because they believe in slavery and she doesn't. I guess the middle two are sometime in the past about other stuff. Flashback within a flashback. <laughs> Yeah. Good shit. We learn about the magic flower and how it was uh, gotten as a... Uh, magic seed. Magic sprout. Oh, God, no. Which one? The Sorry, the first one... Another genie. ...of the other things <laughs> was this guy was trying to get the magic flower because he wanted to use it to open a portal into Hold the... Hold on. You said this guy, not the sky, right? Because it could go either way. <laughs> this guy, who is an inventor, uh, he needed the flower to open a portal into the realm of the dead... Did he invent the Oryx? No, no. He invented gargoyles, and he was going to put his dead daughter into a gargoyle that looked like her uh, because she died and he was sad. Um... Mm, solid villain motivation. No, no, he's the person you play as. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> solid, solid hero project. motivation. <laughs> so anyway, he goes and like, you do all this stuff to try to figure out how to get to the land of the dead and you meet a necromancer and she's all like, uh, no, I'm not going to help you with this. And he's like, but I want it. Uh, so then you beat her up until she says yes. Uh, and then the necromancer, because uh, he can't go through the pathway to the dead, only the necromancer can. She's like, fine, I'll do it. But like, I'm warning you, uh, shit doesn't usually go that well. And then there's a whole puzzle section. <clears throat> what? Yeah. So in the land of the dead, uh, as the necromancer hero, you have to activate a bunch of swirly things in a specific order to make pathways through the realm of the dead to get to this lost soul. What? Yeah, it's a whole puzzle section but why i don't know it was really 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 dumb <laughs> they're like we need more content this uh <laughs> you know jake that earlier part when you said you have completely checked out i know what that's like now <laughs> i could not repeat a single thing back to you except the word necromancer it's straight up just might magic it shuts my brain off there's nothing i can do about it <laughs> But wait, it gets entirely predictable. Uh, the necromancer brings back the soul. He puts the soul inside the gargoyle. And the gargoyle immediately goes, Why did you bring me back? I've seen so much suffering. The voices, they call to me. And uh, then she grabs her dad and jumps them both into a volcano and they both die. Oh, damn. Great. <laughs> so um, why was this relevant to the main <laughs> plot of that side campaign? Yeah, got it. Um, well, we learned that bringing people back from the dead is bad. Huh. I don't, I don't feel like we had to go down that 
fucking rabbit hole to know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but the third the third scenario really wraps it up because it's like um, <laughs> Princess <Christ>. Jasmine. Jesus. <laughs> you know, uh, this woman who, uh, she's a beautiful woman, but she knows her beauty is surpassed by the amount of money her dad has. And so she has all these suitors and she asks them all to prove themselves to her. And you play as one of the suitors and you do a bunch of random stuff to prove yourself to her. You steal bread with your monkey? Uh, you find this magic flower and some other stuff. You beat up some dudes. I'm sensing a trend here with magic flowers. Yeah. And then (laughs) in the last one, you play back as, oh, oh, what's her name from the beginning? Um, And you run into the orc who's leading the uprising. And you're like, you know what? I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to let you go. And he's like, I don't care. I got to murder everyone. Woo! (laughs) Uh, Because, oh, by the way, the whole time the orcs are portrayed as garbage. Absolute garbage. Like, as much as they're like, slavery is bad. Also, the orc, because there's an orc at the table with you. He constantly butts in and is like, why isn't this story over yet? My bone marrow is getting cold. And like, it is, it portrays orcs horribly. Like, they are mindless murder machines. I mean, (sighs) orcs, though? (laughs) Yeah, but, like, I don't know. When you're trying to be like, orcs aren't the bad guys. They just want to rape and pillage. And you're like, you're not really making a case for orcs. So uh, he's like, I have to murder everyone from the academy. And your hero is like, so do I. Uh, And then the person that you, you were supposed to be patrolling with is like, hold up, what? And you murder them. And then you are like, okay, but if I need, if I need to, you know, kill the academy, I need this magic gem again because it's lost or something. Uh, so you go refine the magic gem uh, from your uh, dead genie lover. I don't know. She was my favorite character. <laughs> she was a great character. She lasted through the opening cutscene. Wait, all that shit happened in the opening cutscene? Yup. Amazing. What the fuck. I thought that was over the course of like two scenarios. Jesus, no, right? That was just the opening cutscene. Academy was wild. Uh, so then you get the gem back and then you kill some people to unlock a magic bridge and you go to fight the order and uh, you and the orc captain show up at the same time and he's like, I still don't trust you, but together we've got bloodlust and people to kill. And your character is like, I agree. <laughs> and then you murder the Academy. You are the worst wizard of all time. End of story. Wait, what? The, uh... <laughs> Hold on, that faction story storyline is about ending that faction (laughs) yeah what the fuck (laughs) amazing Uh, what's the moral the moral uh was uh head and heart often people don't know the true cost of war but when your head and heart work together you you can achieve okay this is the stupidest shit It was so bad that on the next scenario I did, I'm a, I'm a level with you right now. I can't tell you anything about it because I literally clicked the star button and clicked win map every time. You too, huh? Yep. Which one did you do? I did nature. Okay, I did dungeon. So to give you the general gist in like two minutes, the dungeon is assassins and dark magic and drow and Medusa and minotaurs yeah, and things like that. they used to actually be called dark. I think they used to be called chaos. Yeah, that's yeah, it's what like chaos became. Yep. Better when they were chaos. Yeah, dungeon's a stupid name. Yeah. The first two scenarios were essentially two disciples of 
what is basically like a chaos cult leader, possibly demigod. Never really understood that. Uh, essentially, starting the scenario in the underground because maps have two layers, the underground and the overworld, and basically popping out and destroying forts and stuff on like two sides of the battlefield to like sow chaos and discord. They're all about just wrecking shit and making sure that nobody is happy and nobody forges alliances and i guess the idea is that if everybody's fighting each other no one will be fighting uh the dungeon faction and uh that is in the entirety of what i did for the first two um first two scenarios for that and that was the most fun i had playing this game because like i got to hurl fire around with a fucking fire mage finally because all during my first campaign i had not john snow and uh he was terrible in combat he was so bad he like didn't hit hard he had shitty spells it was not a fun time and then we have these like dark elves one's like an assassin mentor so his assassins are super powerful and one of them's just a fire mage and i'm like these guys are great also i don't want to play this anymore so i hit the win scenario button and um i couldn't tell you anything about the rest of it except the moral is be gay do crimes that's fun damn i should have done that one because that fits right in with the academy (laughs) yeah yeah pretty much it was essentially just wanton destruction well uh like i I about the dwarves i didn't play any of the uh main game uh because i couldn't uh and i didn't beat the dwarf campaign because oh my god i didn't fucking care Uh, but i can uh i can tell you how it starts uh, I got through, like, uh, a little under half of it. So, uh, it starts off with um, Velma Shieldbreaker or some dumb shit. Talking to Ivan Griffin. <sighs> That's a fucking great name. Uh, Lord High of the Holy Griffin Empire, right? That's who the dingus is at the table. Yep. Dingus uh, and dongus. <laughs> Otherwise, good talk team. All right, and then um, it cuts to a flashback that is has fuck all nothing to do with whatever the shit she's trying to tell him. And this guy's like, and then the important shit happens. She's like, no, 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 just wait. We haven't gotten there yet. I'm not even in the story yet. Why the fuck? You go back in the past. Yeah, to hear about um, the old king of the dwarves who uh, sat in his kingdom as they were getting ransacked by the dark elves and he wasn't really doing anything about it. And then one of the dwarves is like, hey, fuck this let's take the fight to them so the first first scenario you do is uh you make your way towards this waterfall uh down the waterfall is the elvish city uh surrounded by their dipshit ass shield magic so you have to take down the shield storm in and take it out uh, once you manage to take out the elf castle the dwarven heroes march themselves back to the king and be like hey bitch we're fucking heroes now the entire dwarven kingdom recognize them as being heroes the dwarven council can and decides that he should be the new king and the old king can eat shit. He goes to deliver this message to the old king personally who's like, yeah, that's not how that works. I'm the king for life, bitch. And he's like, yeah, that's the idea. I'm coming for that ass. And then you go and you uh, straight up murder that old fucker. And then when he is in I power... Mean, when you say you're king for life, you kind of got to walk that line of, <laughs> if they murder you, that's life. Yeah. <laughs> Game blouses. Your hero, let me remind you, is like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Uh, the next scenario, it takes over. Uh, you are now the king of the dwarves. And his first decree is that, uh, you know, the dwarves don't really have shit. So why the fuck aren't we pillaging everyone? And that's what the dwarves do. Which, in a surprise to no one except for the dwarves, everyone else is a bit upset about this who then go to march on the dwarves and the king's like fuck that noise i'm gonna go fight him my goddamn self and then if you're me you have uh 
50,000 of each troop and infinite movement, so you do it technically in one turn. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, the entire beginning of the Dwarven campaign is all about genocide. You're just murdering everything that stands in your way, whether it's with you or not. Dwarves don't really give a shit. So after that, like, they go to take some city, they fall, he dies in battle or some shit, and then it's like 300 years later and you have uh, Vilma there where she finally enters the story. And at this point, I was like, I could not fucking care less. And then I was doing shit on my computer that was anything but that. It's fair. Because, like, I think at this point on the podcast, we've reached, like, ASMR territory of just, like, fall asleep. The bad game cast of us explaining this bullshit, convoluted, pointless story. Yeah, so, like, as I'd said in the beginning, the majority of my time spent with this game wasn't the single player. It was, uh, I mean, I did put some time in, but it was uh, Jason, you and I. We played some long fucking games. Maps. 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 Yeah, I didn't uh, get to do any of that. I just did the single player, so uh, please enlighten me. Uh, so when you play multiplayer, you uh, have the playing on the internet option, which is nice. You set up lobby. You have to be you play friends, which neat. Yeah, I love it when the launcher that I'm using, Steam in this case, has to open another fucking launcher. Fuck you, you play. Yeah, and then you, again, because it doesn't have like a competent, you can't use your Steam friends, you have to have you play friends, which uh, we were not because why would we ever use you play? So when we first went to play, Jake was like, I can't find the game. I was like, well, are we you play friends? And he was like, the fuck is that? And are you lying to me? (laughs) Well, no, unfortunately. Uh, So then we got the game going. Um, We tried a map. We got decimated. Of course, this was the first time Jake played the game. So he didn't actually know how it functioned. Which doesn't matter when the first enemy army we run into is easily four times the size and they have X amount more resources than we had. It ruined us. The second game we tried to play, uh, it just crashed. Just stopped working. Yeah. That And then the third game uh that one just froze on us right yeah uh, yeah the, the third game caught on fire fell over and sank into the swamp but the fourth game no uh yeah the third game it it got to the opponent's turn and like i don't know they engaged in something but like it didn't give us a prompt and it just stopped no it was me oh. yeah like it, like they went to go fight, fight me you but then it like never loaded yeah, or yep. something like it was... the the thing never popped up and then yeah we just sat there <laughs> What the fuck is happening? The yeah. uh, the computer chooses peace. <laughs> the only winning move is not to play. But Pretty yeah, much. so then the fourth game. By God, the fourth game. Uh, we uh, played. Dear God, the fourth game. And uh, it was it was going okay. And then like they show up at my doorstep with just like barrels of armies. Yes, because I'm tucked away in the corner where they can't get to. <laughs> yeah, I know it was bullshit. <laughs> you got the safe corner. <laughs> Thankfully, it worked out, though, because I think if it, if we had been flipped, we might have lost the scenario. Oh, yeah. Because they took my town, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to fight them all. And then I killed, like, 30 different armies. It was stupid. Amazing. Yeah, because I was playing the uh, Necro Boys, uh, hashtag Necro Life. And, uh, no, don't. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, now that I've said it out loud, I don't agree with that at all. Um, but yeah, the uh, fully upgraded like uh, necromancer path means that when any of my troops would die in battle, I would end up with more of them back at the end of the battle. So like just the two basic ass troops, like Banshee and the Skeleton Hoplite, I had 
like this is because you can't cheat uh, online, and this was before uh, any of us were cheating our asses off anyway. I had twelve hundred uh, the hoplites and like eight hundred banshees. Holy and shit! The rest of the shit I had didn't matter because I had so many of those two. Yeah, necromancy really strong. You know what else is strong? Big Blue. <laughs> Hi, let me tell you about Big Blue. His nickname is Big Blue because he's a big blue genie. He's basically cheating. So all the heroes get a unique ability, right? Everyone's got one. You can look at them. Some of them are garbage. I couldn't tell you what sexy vampires man were, but it doesn't matter because he was fine. Uh, you know, some of them, like, I know in Order or Academy or whatever they want to call themselves now, there was one that, like, increases golem production. There's a couple that do different governance things. There's a couple who have special magic powers. Big Blue is one of those. He starts the game with Chain Lightning. I'm sorry? He knows the spell Chain Lightning. It is the top tier air spell, and he always knows it. Fuck yourself. Yeah, so you ever just ride into battle at the beginning, you're just like, uh, Chain Lightning, blah, entire enemy army is gone. Yeah, so, like, I see the uh, sea of enemies going towards your castle, and I'm trying to get my defenses together to send some people your way to just help. And you're like, no, no, let me see how this goes. It is, what, you have, like, five troops, like, you've got uh, a couple titans and, like, basically fucking nothing against this army. <laughs> I mean, you're like, yeah, one chain lightning. It took them all out. I'm going to do the next one. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? Oh, they're dead now. On to the next one. I'm like, what the fuck is happening over there? So like in air magic, you get these things that's like, all right, you get plus eight magic for the first air spell you cast each turn. And then it's like, oh, you get plus four magic just like in general as air. And then you grandmaster air and the top tier ability is whenever you hit an enemy, all adjacent enemies take 300 air damage. Wait, so it just kicks two chain lightnings essentially back to back kind of i mean like so so it goes into battle and i i literally at this point my team consists of two titans uh two uh, rakshasa and a pile of weird flamey boys. Uh, they're the tier one lizard people. They shoot fire. There's like 20 of them. Salamanders, basically? Yeah. <laughs> they're terrible, and I had like 20 of them. Now, Titans are the top tier unit. So like, because I had spent all my resources just getting to Titans. And combat would start, and I would just go, Chain Lightning. And Chain Lightning, it, you know, says in the description, it does so much damage, right? Like, it does this amount of damage to this amount of damage, because there's some amount of randomness in it. Yep. So, uh, you know, how much damage? Could it do? I don't, I, I don't know, Mr. Wizard. Are you waiting for a response there? <laughs> it did uh, like one and a half to 3,000 damage. Sweet Holy. Jesus. To four enemies. <laughs> and then enemy, enemy, next to any enemy that was hit took an additional 300 air damage. Um, yep. You just select someone on their team and you don't get to select all four. It chooses, you know, randomly. Uh, but you just get to watch as their team explodes. Ah, that stack of 200 crossbowmen, click. All 200 are dead in one attack, as well as all the people next to them. So what you're saying is they uh, balance this game. It's super balanced. All you gotta do is be a wizard. Seriously, I, I played once with a person who didn't have spells. Uh, it was fucking miserable. Oh, it's terrible. It's like, what do you even do in combat? But yeah, I'd attack the enemy units. <laughs> yeah, and like the, the enemy will have a stack of units, right? And it's like you can hover over to see how much you attack, and it'll be like, you can kill one. And then I would just like hover a spell over, and it's like, this will kill 600 of them. And you're like, 
<laughs> what why are we even playing the same game you know it's funny like because i had my uh steamroller of skelly boys and it didn't matter what sexy vampire giovanni did because like he hit pretty hard by the time we got to that point because i had picked up enough treasures and shit but it didn't really matter because if i could get my dudes over they were just one-shotting everything but still battles would take me four times as long because i wasn't just chain lightning shit and i felt like I felt like I was missing out on so much. Like, man, all these battles are taken for goddamn ever. But then, like, that Banshees move almost all the way across the board anyway, so, like, that a fucking ton of them. Real quick, can we talk about the uh, excessive amount of animations they decided that this game had to have? Go on. Just that during combat, they would have just so many unnecessary animations, like your crossbowmen would shoot, and then there'd be, like, the cinematic camera panning around your crossbowmen, showing him just, like, reloading, and then it would pull out and show, like, your crossbowmen, like, cheering, haha. I killed a man and then the person that you shot going oh no I've been shot and I'm angry and it did this for like every single goddamn attack and this was the I guess default behavior of the game it is because I guarantee you I didn't ever see these and I'm like what is she talking about because the first thing I do in every single game is go into the options yep. and there's this whole screen of nonsense and I just unchecked all of it <laughs> Basically, yeah, exactly. That happened for the, I want to say, first scenario that I played, and I was maybe halfway through the scenario, and I just turned all that shit off. So thankfully, you can toggle it, but the default experience is so tedious and terrible. It just sort of feeds into my, like, you know, the Haven campaign is boring and shitty and unfair. And so, like, the default way they want you to play this game is just terrible. Yeah, I... Going in on that, uh, the default speed of enemies and like their turns is so slow. You can turn all of that up. And I had all of the enemies and that kind of stuff set to 200%, I think. Yep. And something like 250 yeah, two myself. Three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was between two and three, I think. Like, I I'm gonna be real. Your AI probably is calculating their turn in like a second. Because you're just like simulating everything. Why? Why do I have to watch them prance? Because if you if you have revealed the whole map, you have to watch them move uh, everywhere. Yep. Right. The fact that there wasn't any like a uh, fog of war for when you left an area was really really confusing to me. The fact that like if you just explored once, you revealed the whole map. Yeah, I and didn't then get you that. Have, have to watch everyone who moves through your area forever. Ugh. Like just just put them at their end destination. Just I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever shit they grab along the way, just have it disappear off the goddamn app. I'll figure it out. You know the uh, the animations are pretty bad. It seemed like uh, for every ranged attack, you get the uh, sick ass cinematic where yeah, like they have to do their little fucking dance or whatever. And then every time you win, everybody has to fucking cheer. And sometimes it picks somebody out in particular. Hey, you bear number three hundred and sixty eight. Do a <laughs> roar for me but uh i spent a lot of my battles just hitting quick battle so that way i didn't have to fuck with any of it so there was just like you're done the fact that the game gave you an option to quick battle and made quick battle usually the more enjoyable experience uh says a lot about this game well, like, I don't hate the combat, but... I do. I'm not wasting my time on encounters that, like... You know, if it's, uh... Because depending on your army and the enemy army, if when you hover over them, it'll tell you how tough a fight it'll be. And if, like me, you've got a literal fucking army of 1,200-plus skelly boys, everything's fucking trivial. I'm not wasting my time. Just hit fucking quick battle. They will sort it out. You can't kill them all. If you kill them, I get six more for every one you kill. It doesn't matter. How does that math work out? Yeah. 
Uh, bullshit is how it works out. <laughs> Each limb grows a new skeleton, you know, like oh. a starfish. Yeah. <laughs> that is horrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, was, I actually had the uh, opposite problem because, like, I could never quick battle when I was maging it up because oh, they yeah. don't use your spells properly. Yes, exactly. I had the same problem with uh, my fire mage in dungeon. I would quick play and then they would kill all my units and then I would say, no, play for real because that was kind of a nice thing. You could switch back and play for real. And then assuming you didn't like lose the scenario when you quick played, you could actually like go back and replay it yeah. um, for real. Because I did have once where I quick played and I lost and it killed the main character and I lost. Amazing. So I had to reload a save. So, so don't maybe do that with important characters. But yeah, so you can then go in and play. And anytime I did that with my mages, it, it's night and day difference. Because the computer wants to cast like lucky charm. And you're like, no, just cast fireball, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah, just end them. Stop dicking around. We don't need buffs. Kill them. Yeah. But my whole team has bonus morale now. Yeah, but they have better morale if the enemy's dead. <laughs> I'm really happy we're alive, guys. Or as the case may be, not alive. Skilly boys. So, like, every time I wasn't playing as the necromancers, I just miss my skelly boys. Like, I tried some of the other factions, just, you know, variety sake, I guess. I'm like, well, fuck these dudes. Where's my skeletons? I love getting so many more guys after every encounter. It's stupid. Yeah, I, I would be interested to maybe try some other people. Obviously, I would never play this game by myself, though. And I doubt we're ever going to play because there's better things we could play together. Yep. So, like, this game's probably never getting booted ever again. I almost entirely played Academy. I mean, in 4 and 5, I basically always played Order. So, like, I know them really well. Also, they like magic. And magic was dope. Yeah. I was yeah. not prepared for how underpowered ranged units were in this game because that's usually my play style when I play uh, heroes is load up on those crossbowmen and ballista and all that stuff. And uh, they kind of suck in this game. Well, that's because you don't have uh, like, I don't know, 75,000 of them stacked. It's true. What was I thinking? Which is funny because <laughs> like every time I fought ranged units, it was awful for me if I didn't instantly eradicate them. Because like they would go and they would just like shoot my dudes to death and I would have to walk halfway to them and they would then shoot my dudes to death. And then I would finally get in range and I'd be like, man, half my stack is already dead. Yeah, I'd have that too with like the uh, spectral dragon, like um, because the, you know, top tier units are so fucking expensive. So I would almost always only have one at any time. And then like, you know, everyone just targets that. So, you know, one round of three of their range units taking out my fucking spectral dragon. Like, well, there went my heavy hitter. I mean, at least he took some hits. I mean, you know, the heavy hitter, that's whatever. Because, you know, at the end of that battle, I got like 180 skeletons out of it. Which, like, what are they just pouring out of him? What the shit is that? Yeah, they killed your skeleton dragon. He shattered and all his bones grew into skeletons. <laughs> yep. They grew into skeleton hoplites just waiting at the sidelines for me to tell them what to do. The circle of life. <laughs> well, uh, unlife? Yeah. Yeah, because you have stuff. circle of unlife. <laughs> Not Perfect. quite the same ring to it. Yeah, because you had, like, there was uh, bonuses to uh, your troops dying and getting reanimated, and then you increased the percentage chance of the enemy troops dying and getting reanimated for you. Also, it would be funny when you run up uh, and you find the uh, neutral armies that will let you buy their services. In that situation, you have the option to not attack them. If you have enough gold, you can just, like, buy their army out. Uh, so I would do that and then take them back to the town and throw them in the mausoleum where it just turns them into skeletons. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, little dryads. <laughs> to the bones. <laughs> well, 
help into the wood chipper with you. Yeah, all right. So, um, I don't know. You guys recommend this pile? It, it did nothing at all to inspire me to play this game. Like, honestly, playing this game, I was like, what is better in this game than just playing, like, Heroes 4 or 3? Like, nothing. The fact that they, I guess, have dedicated servers. That's it. Wait, do they? I don't think it was uh, peer-to-peer for the multiplayer, but I don't know. It might have been. I think, I think it is. But yeah, I I don't know. Either way, like they actually have it set up because in like three and four, they do not. You have to use other programs to get it to work. I don't recommend this game because you could go back and play a better Heroes of Mind Magic game. It has no character, no nuance. The plot is barely there. It's it's kind of soulless in its execution of most things. Oh yeah, I guess I'll say that the uh, single player, I learned that slavery is probably bad, which like... <laughs> Heavy hidden commentary there uh yeah i uh hated it like it was so dumb as you kind of said the white savior of just like this one person who is on the side of evil the enslavers is like well i think slavery is actually wrong and fuck you, you're, you they're your pov and it's like i hate this yeah well i i didn't hate the um dwarven genocide yeah no i that was fucking stupid <laughs> Um, I, I've said multiple times I'm not big on, like, uh, strategy games like this. I, I don't actually hate it. I, I've since, uh, since Warlocked, uh, that fuck RTS we did, I've put a lot more time into them. So, like, I will play with the Golem. Like, he and I will play, like, Age of Empires 2. And so, like, playing this with you, I had a good time. But that's, you know, playing a game with your friend, it's basically just like a fucking Discord call and we're doing something with our hands, right? Like, yeah, the game is fine and it's fine multiplayer but it is dull as shit solo. And like, I, I'm kind of salty. I bought the wrong game, so I, I couldn't do the like normal campaign. But if I'm the only one that played the DLC as half-assed as I did it, that's fine, I guess. But I I don't give a shit about like the fucking Dwarven. Like, I don't give a shit about any of the factions either. The franchise is nothing to me. I mean, the franchise is nothing to them. You know, yeah. But like, even like the, the Might and Magic name doesn't mean anything to me. So like coming into this, I have zero expectations besides it's an RTS. Oh, turn-based. Strategy. Right, turn-based strategy. I do the thing, I get the fucking currency, I gotta wait, whatever, I don't give a shit. Play actual other strategy games. Again, if you like the Heroes style, just play an older Heroes game. If you like strategy games, just play better strategy games. Mm, yeah. like I'd, Pretty much. I'd rather play Age, because I'm more familiar with it. Like, this was fine, but yeah, I, I doubt you're gonna get that hair up your ass to play this anytime in the future, and then I'd have to reinstall it anyway, so you know, whatever. If you want a fantasy strategy game with character, go play Fire Emblem. I do like me some Fire Emblem. I've heard Three Houses is good. So have I. Haven't played it yet. Right. Well, shit! What do we do now? Oh, God! Uh, we answer letters from listeners like you! Um, this is, hey guys, I heard you wanted longer letters, so I have taken a different approach and got a poem for you. Right. Enjoy. Lovely. Uh, this is from Big Pook. Big Pook! Um, so am I supposed to read this whole thing? Yes, because you said you were going to, because you said you wanted longer letters. As long as possible, I believe you said. Okay, so I'm going to go through this. I'm going to turn off my microphone for this one. You're going to want to. <laughs> I am going to go incredibly fast, and I'm going to use no nuance. I'm going to miss a lot of words, and I'm just going to, it's going to be rapid fire because uh one this is really long two i hate you for this <laughs> because you know what you did <sighs> this is gonna be beautiful everyone strapped in because uh if you don't know this is the words to uh one of the sonic songs 
Come light the fuse, he's a rocket and ready to go, because now the countdown has started and he's ready to blow. He's got the dope sounds pumping in his stereo, kicking ass fast, putting on a show. Come on, get yourself together, there's no time to rest, and if you put the time in, he'll put you in the, he'll put you to the test. He's running man in his world, more or less, and if you want to test him, bring your best. Now you can't stop, lock and load, don't stop now, come and rock and roll. In this world, uh, I wonder what the parentheses mean. Anyway, <laughs> where one is all in this world, never fear and fall. When you leap without a net, you'll find it won't be there all the time so you gotta watch your step now watch your step don't fall running it back again well what did you expect coming at you with 10 out of 10 got a r real rough neck sliding something slippery straps on his shoes because he's the best that there ever was haven't you heard the news go on and psych yourself up because it's time to play bounce through the beats and the rhymes because they're here to stay and one of the only marathon man living the day C moving up coming fast and i'll blow you away you can't stop now lock and load don't stop now come on and rock and roll in this world where one is all never fear and fall when you leap without a net you'll find there won't be there at all so stop so watch your step now now watch your step don't fall intergalactic continental champ running things hyperactive instrument ready pulling the strings he's the one with who stands the tides will swing he's breaking down doors never following because the pressures of this world you can take their toll the only way to break free is to break the mold you can't stop now lock and load don't stop now come on rock and roll in this world where one is all in this world never fear the fall when you leap you without a net you'll find it won't be there at all so watch your step now watch your step don't fall in this world where in this world never fear the fall when you <laughs> leap without how's it going Stop. You did this. <laughs> no, Big Pook did this. Uh, so watch your step. No, watch your step. Don't fall. Watch your step. Oh watch your step. Don't turn around. Watch your step. I'm watch about to step. just pull his mic. <laughs> Don't fall. That's actually the whole thing. Got to the bottom. Oh, you did it. Okay. I know I... I know I've heard that before, so uh, do you know where it's from, either of you two? I'm going to guess Sonic Adventure 2. I don't know. No, we, we played this. Oh. It's it's from 06. Is it? It's yeah. the one from 06? It's the one from 06. Nice. And by nice, I mean awful in every single way. <laughs> A current of vulgarity. <laughs> yeah. So um, I want to say uh, Big Poop. One, why? Two, you didn't even include a question. I do like how you did it fast, which is technically on brand. Yeah, right? <laughs> Gotta go fast. The world is not a better place for having heard that. Oh, no, 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 no. The world is a worse place. But the world is a worse place for most of the games we play. So <laughs> honestly, <laughs> really, we're doing less harm than they are. That, that's, that's how it goes, right? Do less harm? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I was trying to explain to my children how we are the prophets of the bad game gods and they hate us for our work. <laughs> and yeah. so we have to do stuff like Sonic. God. So do we have a question? Is that just, we're just... Uh, that's, that's it. Yeah. You look like you're defeated on that one. <laughs> Wonderful. Fuck off. So if you want to send a long letter, include, I don't know, content, maybe a question... <laughs> And don't just copy and paste lyrics from the internet. You email thebadgamecast at gmail.com. We read them out on these episodes. It's usually a good time. Sometimes it's that. So, uh. Other places you can find the Bad Gamecast include Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, Twitch. YouTube. YouTube. Patreon. Discord. Discord. Seven other places including however you're listening to us now and other places you could listen to the podcast, but you don't. So, uh... <laughs> Those are all the places you can find us. We stream on Twitch Monday through Thursday. Uh, as Jake said, we actually, I stream a lot of Might and Magic. He streams stuff. I don't know what he's going to be streaming by the time this episode comes out. Not was, more Dark Souls 2. <laughs> I was going to say Dark Souls, but uh, I don't know. It Probably not because it's just beating him to death. It, it really is killing me. Isn't that the point of Dark Souls? Ah! Yes, but also no. <laughs> 
no. Mm-mm. This is what you signed up for. Usually it's hard. This is, uh, it's, if you want to watch someone die at the same boss for four hours, go check out the YouTube. Yeah, seriously. Lord. It, I, I, I'm so beyond frustrated with it. And like, uh, the last time I was streaming it, I was just like, fuck it. I guess we're doing this. Cause I was playing uh, fuck spell break. Right. And like, that was boring. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just kill an hour doing this. And I just, I don't know why I bothered. I fucking, like, every time I get done playing it, I'm just so fucking like a ball of goddamn rage. I'm just so goddamn frustrated. I can't even fucking sleep. And I fucking suck at sleeping anyway. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Jake Prey. You can find me on Twitter under my uh, author handle, uh, Freya Faust. Pen name. Pen name, author handle. That's that's how broken I am right now. I, I'm going to blame uh, Sonic the Hedgehog on that one. All my uh, brain cells just committed seppuku for having heard that. Can we get shirts that say author handle on it? <laughs> right. But uh, I wrote a book and you can read it uh, if you just search for Stray Dogs, The Burke Misadventures, book one. It's an urban fantasy. Uh, you can find it at Amazon, uh, Apple Books. Uh, it's only in ebook format right now, but maybe someday there will be a paperback. I'll let you know when there is. Yeah, I've been meaning to ask if um, you had plans at some point to do a physical release. That is the notion in the ocean. Uh, Amazon does allow you to do print on demand. So there's no reason I can't do that. It's just I haven't put in the work to um, format it that way. Sure, sure. All right, well, uh, for the Bad Gamecast, I've been Jake. I've been Jason. I'm Jon Snow. Good night, everybody! Big Pook, dude, what the shit? That was pointless. <laughs> <laughs>